G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, awesomely trained, awesome mission force. Its purpose to fight Cobra because they're terrorists. Look, I think I'm over explaining it. The bad guys are snakes and the good guys are army people. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 5, Episode 11, G.I. Jeff. Now, before we talk about a Community episode about a television show that, that I was not alive for, we're going to outsource my bits. I did, when did, did G.I. Joe go off the air? Uh, in 1986. Okay. There is another, there's been like, there's another uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero in 1989, which I do overlap with, okay. uh, but it's not what they're going for in this one, so. Because I was going to, I was going to say, I'm not that much older than you, and I watched that. Anyways, it's we'll get a, into there's it. There's a two year gap between G.I. Joe and me existing, so. Uh, well, Let, that makes your code name two year gap, so go ahead and give me that shot. God. <laughs> Uh, it's better than three kids. All right, let's go. It's time for outsourcing Mike's bits, where I roll, uh, where we read. Uh, Would you rather of the the pod decks? Let's see what we what the good good shuffle has in mind for us today. Just so you know, Mike, you're now creating a bunch of different timelines, and I'm not counting anymore with this. Yeah, deck. I think that's probably a good choice. That was a good good shuffle. Okay, this is boring, but here we go. Okay, we can probably. You know what? There. The ones that I don't think will have a lot of conversation has a lot of conversation. So, and the ones I thought would have, and so we're, we're, we'll see. Ben, my good friend Ben, I also re realized uh, pre show, I was like, I always say Ben, my good friend Ben. That's <laughs> the start of these. That's uh, me. Would you rather have deep dish or thin crust pizza? Thin crust. Um, All right. So well, okay. Okay, so let, let's deep, let, deep let, let me this. let me back up. Are we right. talking? Are we by thin crust? Do you mean like New York style floppy boy pizza, or do you mean like you order thin crust from Domino's and it's like eating um, pizza on a pizza cracker. toppings on a cracker? Right. Because it, because that makes a difference in my answer. Okay. So I'm assuming that New York is the default pizza style. That would okay. be my assumption. And I assume this thin crust is that thin and crispy. That would okay. be my assumption. However, if you want to interpret it a little differently, that's also fine. I just, that's my interpretation. So if we are talking like pizza on a, a crispy cracker consistency like crust. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go deep dish because here's here's the thing on deep dish. Okay. It's it's not my go-to sure. pizza style. But if uh well, okay. Now also because when you said deep dish, I was assuming like Chicago deep dish. Are we talking Chicago deep dish or are we talking like Pizza Hut just like pan pizza deep dish? Mine because is, there's also a difference. That is You're getting also into true. the yep. taxonomy of pizza here, Mike. And this words matter when you're dealing with the taxonomy of pizza. I understand. Uh, 
I, my interpretation was Chicago deep shift, deep deep dish. But yes, you are correct. the The card that has, I believe, about ten or eleven words on it is not specific enough. Because let's talk about whether we want to get our wire or jaws wired shut again. Originally, I was thinking it was talking about deep dish, but now I'm thinking it's like you are ordering from nationalpizzachain.com and they have their deep dish and they have their normal and they have their thin crust, in which case I'm going to go normal deep dish thin crust in that order. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, um, if you're talking deep Chicago deep dish versus like floppy boy, New York style pizza, I'm going floppy boy because that's simply the best, better than all the rest. Better than all the rest. Um, now if you're talking Chicago deep dish versus like Domino's thin crust, I'm still going to go deep dish, but this is why I needed to know because of what I'm about to say, because Chicago style deep dish pizza is not my usual kind of thing. Okay. It is very much like a pizza casserole where it's just like. A a deep dish, and then it's got stuff in it, and then you cover it with cheese and sauce. Right. And it's not my usual, but the the cracker-thin crust is like, you're basically just like, I just just want toppings. I don't really care about the crust that much. It's maybe got a little texture to it, but I'm mostly here for the, the toppings. Now, if you're going for a Chicago deep dish, it is like a, a cheese and sauce bomb into your face. And on a cold winter's night, like, I understand, I understand why the city of Chicago with its lake effect snow and its, I think they're on the wrong side for lake effect, whatever. It's the windy city. It's windy as hell. It's cold. It's cold winters. Sure. You want to just bake a bunch of meats and sauce and cheese into a giant bread bowl and fry it and then put it in your face. I get that. I can appreciate that. Now, it's not what I usually think of when I want pizza, but right. if if you're like, Ben, you have to choose this Chicago deep dish or this like cracker thin crust, I'm going to go with the deep dish. All right. So mine is, is I, I appreciate we going through the taxonomy. I will say so, so to to reiterate okay uh pizza New York style New York style regu- quote unquote regular style regular style uh deep dish deep deep dish Chicago deep dish cracker crust style right. cracker crust is the ba- the worst we all we all agree mm-hmm. with that I think now there is some discussions about oven fired thin crust first, but we're we're, we're talking we're ta- we're talking too much. We're getting in we're getting into the weeds on this one. Um, I will say there is only one style of pizza I want more than Chicago deep dish, and that is New York style. Because okay. I it uh, well, oh, well I now see I'm about to say I was about to say something that makes it more complex again, which this question is actively trying not to. But it all depends on the sauce because there's so much okay, sauce okay. in a Chicago deep dish. And if the sauce is bad, it's it's just a bad pizza. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't say anything about the quality of the sauce on the card. Again, it has ten words on the card, uh-huh. and we've we like I said, we've di- we dug deep into this card. But a good like a, a good Chicago style deep dish pizza kicks the ass of a lot of pizzas. It's okay, so okay. good. And I'm I'm I, I love me some casseroles. I love s- sauce and cheese. And yes, will it make me have stomach distress? Absolutely, it will. But it will be worth it. I was about to suggest that we kickstart a podcast where we go around the country trying all the different national, uh, uh, regional pizzas. But then you mentioned that uh, stomach distress, and I'm thinking it's maybe not the best idea to go on a road trip with you to eat a bunch of pizza. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not all pizza. In like Maine, we'll be eating a lobster roll, which just has a ton of mayonnaise in it, which will also cause emotional and stomach distress. I mean, I'm just, I'm just talk, I'm just talking about regional pizzas. Oh, we're talking regional pizzas. So we're regional the pizza pizzas. boys then. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because we're, like we're jumping a little bit on the Doughboys steez, but that's fine. Because. If you if you just go around eating all the the regional foods, I mean, like you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be eating a lot of foods because, like, sure, you know, and you. Why do you say this as if it's a bad thing, though? Well, pizza pizza is a strong brand. Sure, I could yes. be I could be convinced I could be, but we're gonna need more Kickstarter money if we're gonna do. I mean, I guess. <laughs> We're if we're, well, because we got to stay saying, in places longer and hit more places. Well, wh- what I'm saying is that you know, okay, all right, so all right, let's 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 go go down this path of creating this <laughs> podcast, shall we? If you go to a place have a regional flavor, you can then mm-hmm. have others on additional trips. So, like, if we go to North Carolina, we try North Carolina starter barbecue, but there's plenty of other things in North Carolina that you don't generally have other places. So that means. North Carolina episode one episode like you can have like additional trips. Okay, once so, it, once, because it's going to be a smash hit. They're going to want it'll be the Doughboys where they want they want you to come. So you have to find a new place every time you go to Portland or Minneapolis or Austin, Texas. Okay, here's my here's my suggestion. Season one, okay. we do pizzas. Ooh, we just okay. we just Love we just that. do we just do regional pizzas season one I'm, season I'm, two regional barbecue oh my god you're speaking S- my language season three we we zig and we go regional hot dogs Ooh, because like not a lot of everyone everyone talks regional pizza who's talking regional hot dogs Us. but there We're are regional, regional hot, hot dogs. dogs season four seasonal burgers Different seasonal season four regional burgers. Okay, all right, um, I'm in. Yeah, so like you can local get burger chains. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, I do want to make sure we do get up up to the northeast and have some lobster rolls in this concept, though, because I love lobster rolls; they're very good. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what see. We'll figure it out. Season five wild card, wild card season. Ooh, the the wild card season. I love that. We get we get all the weird stuff that didn't fit into any of the other stuff cuz like we're, we're Philly cheesesteaks, uh-huh. Philly cheesesteaks don't fit in pizza, they don't fit in burgers, they don't sure. fit in hot dogs. Boom, season 5. Uh-huh. You get some Philly cheesesteaks, you, you go up to to get some lobster rolls. You have it. some scrapple, it'll be great. Oh yeah, you get some uh Cincinnati chili. 
Now, okay, our, this is I'm going to get canceled <laughs> for this, but I actually kind of like Cincinnati chili once you realize what it actually is. It's not a chili; it's like a a, a pasta sauce with Greek flavors. I think we've I think we've talked about it before. But again, podcast. I will I am I will I will always fight for Cincinnati chili because I do like it, and I will eat it, and I do like it with cheese and on spaghetti because that's what it's supposed to be. Let's talk about season community season five episode eleven. GI Jeff. God, I wish we were doing the the regional food podcast. <laughs> right, because I could I could go for like after oh, all yeah. that talk, we I could, could go for a Chicago deep dish right now. I could go for almost anything we talked except for maybe Scrapple. Mm-hmm. I could I could go for uh, maybe some regional I could go hot for dogs. Scrapple. Hit me up. Hit me up with some of those regional hot dogs. Oh, that sounds great. Get a Chicago dog going. Oh, baby. No ketchup. No, no ketchup. Ke- oh, goodness. Of course not. Season 5, episode 11, G.I. Jeff. This is the G.I. Joe episode, mm-hmm. um, which uh, has a very clear style to match the uh, G.I. Joe cartoon. Yep. They just go for it on this one. Um, And they just straight up go with... It's not like a knockoff. It's not like... um. J I Jeff. It's like it's straight up like G I Joe. Yeah. Like, or like, it, it like everything about it. I mean, you've got you've literally got Cobra Commander hanging out in there, mm-hmm. and um, who is doing that voice of Cobra Commander? Because it is spot on. Uh, Rob Schraub. 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 Uh, he is, uh, he directed, uh, Sarah Silverman episodes of children's hospital community parks and rec Mindy project. Uh, the second season of Netflix's mystery science theater 3000. Cause it is it. There were a couple of not, not all, not all the times, but there were a couple of times when I was like, is that the guy? Like did, did they, they get definitely the got guy? some of the guys because like, Cobra Commander, really on point. Um, oh my god, I'm looking up the list for this, uh, the cast list for this episode, and I was scrolling by and I saw the picture of the kid who plays young Jeff, and I'm like, he's not a kid. And then I just Benjamin buttoned myself, <laughs> like that that gif where he just turns old. <laughs> that just happened Benjamin to me Button. in real I, is it, time. Isn't, isn't that Saving Private Ryan? Not Benjamin. Whatever. Button. I haven't seen either of them. It's Matt Damon. <laughs> All Matt Damons are the same. Matt Damon. Um. Oh my goodness. Is that gift saving private? I always thought it was Benjamin Button because Benjamin Button's about him being older ages, than de aging. He, he ages but backwards, I thought, not forwards. But I thought I thought it was like. Hold on. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Saving Private Ryan because he's like standing at. If I remember correctly, he's standing at a, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's, no, no, it's definitely here. Uh, it's cause he's, he's an old or he's standing and then it does that aging thing to get to him standing next to a, a, a grave, I believe. Uh, saving Private Ryan. Damn, I always, I always thought it was Benjamin Button because, like, I figured it was like a, like a flashback or something, 
I don't know. I haven't seen either of them. Uh-huh. Because I, I've, I've seen, seen I've seen at least one Matt Damon film, and therefore I've seen them all. Um, right. I assume Saving Private Ryan is exactly like the Kevin Smith movie Dogma, because Matt Damon's in it. So... Mm-hmm. I will say I have not seen uh, Saving Private Ryan, but I have seen uh, Benjamin Button. I'm like, that's not the right one. Um, I'm on knowyourmeme.com slash memes slash Matt dash Damon dash aging, which is great. <laughs> it's, um, it's on knowyourmeme.com. The original clip that the meme is pulled from is seen during Save It Private Ryan, released on July 24th, 1998, specifically the scene where James Ryan visits the grave of Captain John Miller after the war is concluded. During, uh, during the clip featured below, James Ryan is looking down at the camera as the scene shifts to the present day, showing him rapidly aged into an old man. Apologies for a 20 plus... Uh, uh, year old uh, movie uh, because I just spoiled it for you. I saving private Ryan in real time. Uh-huh. Um, you, anyways, uh, sorry, sorry for spoiling uh, saving private Ryan, the movie in which they in which they save private James Ryan. And and you despoiled Benjamin Button for me, so now I feel like I have to see it. I guess. Well, how did I despoil it? For because I assumed that was how it ended or something. And now I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch movies. I don't wait, watch. Wait, is Matt Damon? In... I thought that. Wait, hold on. I, I'm. <laughs> I've forgotten how to spell Benjamin, which is great because I podcast with the Benjamin. Damn it. It was Brad Pitt. I don't <laughs> yes. even know who's in the. God damn it. There are there are like eighty people who just spent their entire morning yelling at me. Um, God damn it! God damn it! Okay. You know what? This podcast this podcast is over. You know how last week I was talking about how it's just going to end like The Sopranos. Uh, we found it. We found the perfect ending for this podcast. <laughs> Listen to us later at, as the regional food boys. Oh my Man, god! Okay. What a fa- what an amazing amazing sequence we just had. Well, wow. so now we now I fucking episode. Now I do have to see the Curious Case of Benjamin Button because I haven't seen it because it's not a Matt Damon movie. I've only seen Saving Private Ryan, kind of because I assume it's like Dogma because you've seen every Matt Damon movie if you've seen one of them. Goodwill hunting, it's basically the same thing. Oh my god, what an amazing like I I know I know I shouldn't comment on the podcast as we're making the podcast, but god damn, that's such a funny thing to have just happened. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, my friend, it's been a it's been a fun six years podcasting with you. Uh but this is what hold on six it's been six wow yeah we started in 2016 dude now i'm benjamin buttoning wait (laughs) (laughs) but you're you're but if by benjamin benjamin buttoning you mean that Mm -hmm. i think that you're matt damon when you're really not (laughs) exactly yeah you're you are i thought i was podcasting (laughs) with matt damon this whole time i know i'm just so handsome Oh my goodness. What a It's the G.I. Joe episode. Cobra Commander's voice very good. Again, we 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 have gotten that far into the episode that it's this is the episode we're doing. And then went on that tangent.
I apologize to everyone who just spent their entire morning yelling at me for saying that Matt Damon was in Benjamin Button. Um, and that Benjamin Button had that sequence we were describing. I'm, I apologize to everyone uh, for, for that. Um, when you get into work today and you're just like, oh, sorry, boss, I can't. I, I can't. I had I to can't yell. Talk. I, had I was to yelling yell at, at a podcast. <laughs> I had to yell at a podcast because he was just, wrong. Just give them a copy of this episode, <laughs> and then they they will understand. They'll tell you to take the rest of the day off. Honestly, they might tell you, uh, if you don't stop listening to that podcast, you will be fired. It's, it's, a, it's a risk or reward kind of thing. This episode is styled after G.I. Joe. Um, yep. All of the characters uh, from Community are here. Um, and, and they all have like, they all have GI Joe code names. Annie is tight ship. Britta is buzzkill. Shirley is three kids, uh, because she has three kids. Right. That's again, the only thing they were like, yeah, it's, that's what she's got. Uh, about half of her dialogue starts with, I have three kids. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny, but like give her more, a little bit more. Um, Jeff is wingman. Abed is fourth wall and Chang is overkill. Uh, we also get uh, I I hear have here on Wikipedia the names for uh, Buzz Hickey's counterpart and also John Oliver's. How was Buzz Hickey not Buzzkill? I mean, think well, about it. Well, I mean, because Brit is always a Buzzkill. Uh, jo- <laughs> Buzz Hickey's one is Major Dick, apparently. Um, so there you go. Uh, John Oliver has a dual role as Zimzam and Mixmax, uh, two twins that both <laughs> feel the pain together. Which is such a wild joke to pull. But that's literally only there to be a joke. It's very uh-huh. funny, though. Um. So yeah, the the whole episode is just uh, it's it's styled like this, and I will say they do a very good job with the styling. Um, they've got kind of all the the weird hallmarks of um that sort of eighties cartoon sort of thing, um, where like. All, all the the characters kind of like shift a little bit while they're standing because like just yeah. the frames of animation don't quite line up and uh, the sort of uh, noise on the um, like the film grain and like everything. It's, it's uh, really good. Really well done. Really, really when, great production. When we were uh, when we were looking for houses, when we finally. Uh, when we finally closed on a house, we decided that we were going to take uh, no adulting day because we had done so much adult mm. stuff, just getting like doing, looking for a house and signing papers and whatever. And so we did a day where we sat around and watched Saturday morning cartoons and ate sugary cereal. And it was really cool. That sounds rad. Um, but we did watch the very first episode of Thundercats. Okay. Um, and it, like, 80s cartoons were a staple of my childhood. Sure. And it's wild to go back and look at just how, like, the anime, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna badmouth the animation, but, like, a lot of it was pretty rough just by the nature of how it was made in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with those those things where, like, characters are sort of uh, shifting and, like, 
uh, suddenly reusing like animations. Re- reusing animations. Suddenly, like a character's clothes change color for like six frames, or you know, whatever, yeah. whatever weird stuff. Um, it's wild to go back and just watch that and be like, oh wow, yeah, animation used to be pretty rough. I mean, now we get stuff like Steven Universe, where it's just like half of it's probably made in a computer and it's yeah. all just like bright colors and impeccable, you know, 1080, uh, maybe 4k and something, you know, mm-hmm. it's just super high resolution and everything's impeccable. Right. Um, so yeah, but they, they pull off that look pretty good. And I think the important thing is, is they don't overdo it. Because it would be a very yeah. easy thing to overdo. And yeah, I, I think they do a light enough touch. There were a couple of places where I'm like, okay, you, you can you can calm down a little bit with the like character juddering a little bit. Um, but for the most part, uh, I do think that they did it with a light enough touch to, re- to really pull it off. I would agree with that. Uh, the one thing that I think they really nail, and this is coming from somebody that knows about G.I. Joe, but really hasn't interacted much with the IP, honestly, is that in the original G.I. Joe, you they no one died, like in the TV mm-hmm. show. They could mm-hmm. they couldn't do that because they were in the the uh, the you know children's programming section. So like that's why everybody's using laser guns, nobody and everybody just shoots suppressive fire. And they they really make that the point of the the G.I. Joe portions of this episode by having Jeff actively kill people uh-huh or i'm sorry wingman actively kill people uh-huh um and that becomes the main pl- plot of that section of the the show is very funny to me that you know and and they were you know i'm reading on the wikipedia that the episode was was animated with the permission of hasbro which is uh, also hilarious that we used to just watch TV shows based entirely around selling toys to kids rather than oh yeah one hundred percent and just kind of about doing that but you know they were like you know uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Matt Harmon or Matt Harmon uh, d- <laughs> good lord I I've Dan Har- I've got I've gotten all worked up because of the Benjamin buttoning thing. Uh Dan Harmon <laughs> said uh so I thought they'd have more problems than they did with the idea of Jeff Winger's GI Joe character accidentally kill- killing people. But they were cool with that. More power to them because they were very very gracious with their product. So so that's pretty cool. The yeah, like, was like yeah whatever, fine, do it. <laughs> that that is the absolutely most wild thing about this episode is because you know when when we get stuff like Abed's uncontrollable Christmas, it's like he is he is riffing on a genre. Like right. you, it, it's not like Rudolph doesn't show up, and that like weird, uh, creepy prospector dude who always kind of gave me the the creeps, uh, who wanted silver and gold. Mm-hmm. He he's not there, but like you know exactly what they're going for, but right. they don't need to pull on any specific property. This is like, it's not like, this is the 80s cartoon episode. It's like, this is the G.I. Joe episode. Yeah, we're focusing on this to the point where you also get some of the TV commercials. Like that, that is so, it's so (laughs) wild to me that they just nail every single part of it, including the commercials. 
Cobra's out to take over the world, but G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe must be destroyed. Cobra is coming for attack. It's the new G.I. Joe Submachopter, piloted by Wingman. Retreat! Oh, Joe! We are in a toy commercial. I can't hear you when you're covered in rocks. So yeah, you know, clearly when when Wingman destroys Destro's parachute, which I believe is also a uh, a war crime. <laughs> I, I believe so. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. But it's clearly a step too far for pretty much everybody where they literally have every G.I. Joe character they could tr- get on there being like, just like slack jawed, open mouth. Like, what did you just do? The, the lingering on that shot of um, his commander, just like slack jawed, just like having having watched destro just fall to his death and which just we like, also see which is it's it's like those moments well, of we like, d- we don't we don't see the impact we see we him see, see the impact we see the entire fall now. but lingering on the shot where he's just like oh god like the, he he's fallen to his death like it's it's a very it, 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 that's also a thing that would have been easy to overdo, but I'm like, no, they they nailed it. That's hilarious. It's, it's Just so perfect. That 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 awkward moment. Um, yeah. How much plot do we really want to go through? Because this is like chaos. <laughs> it is chaos. Let's let's give a let's give a quick plot overview. Um, okay. And then we can talk about any specific things that we want to talk about in this episode. Yeah, I think that might be the um, best way to do this one because it is it does kind of use weird. 80s cartoon logic where you have to wrap it up in 20 minutes to sell toys and then right uh make make sure you mention the subma chapter because like that's the hot new toy of the week but um which is a very funny joke as well (laughs) so he and the rest of the the study group analogs get thrown in in prison uh they break out when cobra commander um and uh, when cobra attacks the base um they break out they accidentally kill a bunch more dudes uh they go to <laughs> greendale because every time every time abed as fourth wall mentions greendale wingman starts uh flipping out is i guess how i'll put it um i don't know how else you're gonna put that and so they decide uh, he decides that they need to go to greendale so they do in the subma chapter mm-hmm. important very important um and then they go to it's literally just Greendale Community College in GI Joe verse. <laughs> um, it's it's they it's so so fascinating. Uh, they infiltrate and then uh, Cobra and GI Joe team up because they realize that since they they can't kill each other, they should be on the same side. So they team up against Jeff. Uh, sorry, Wingman, and then Wingman <laughs> is like, no, actually, I want to stay here because actually, in real life, I'm a 40 year old dude who drank a fifth of scotch and took these weird age pills, and I'm sad and depressed all the time because I'm getting old, and I just want to stay here where I'm invincible. And then they're like, okay, sounds good, but uh, can I ask you a question about the real world? Say, do you mind if we ask you a few questions about real life? No problem. Ask. So, what do boobies look like? <laughs> it's so, so wild. Like, it's so wild. That's the moment where he's like, 
oh crap, there's no boobs. They don't even know what scotch tastes like. It's such a wild reason to want to go back to reality. But hey, if it works for Jeff, I guess. It's both ridiculous and also I think makes a lot of sense because like, you know, there are times when it's like, God, being an adult sucks because like I could just be watching Saturday morning cartoons and eating sugary cereal. Sure. Like there's a reason that we we did that after we bought a house because we're just like, I'm tired of doing adult things. I just want to not have to think for a damn day. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, but then but then you have those moments where it's like, oh, well, I can I can go enjoy a nice scotch that like not only am I legally allowed to do, but that like uh kids not gonna even if they're drinking scotch they're not gonna appreciate the the flavor of scotch like i mean um, i have the i i I don't appreciate the flavor of scotch so even even adults might not be able to do that and so like i do think you know it's it is sort of viewing that like especially because cobra commander asks not like what what does a naked woman look like? But like, what do boobies look like? Yeah, that is the ten year old framing of like, oh boy, I can't wait to be an adult so I can just look at boobies. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I'm a fan of. I do want to point out. I, I know we're we're trying to do a quick plot synopsis and point out things that we like, but here's the thing that I like at this moment is that Jeff asks where the bathroom is, and then. I think it was Cobra Commander's like two doors on the left. Wait, we can't go to the bathroom. Get him. Uh-huh. It's so uh, very funny to me. So they escape. Um, also, fourth wall figures out the sort of weird metaverse-ness of G.I. Joe universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Separated through a layer of cartoon uh, of uh, TV commercials to sell G.I. Joe toys to kids. And that's fine i guess um (laughs) it's contrived but it's exactly what it needs to be so fine i'm Um, fine with it being contrived this is this is a gi joe episode might as well make it contrived and then jeff wakes up in the hospital with all of his friends uh around him and they're like jeff how could you and he admits to drinking a bunch of scotch and taking these uh age reducing pills that he got in koreatown Mm -hmm. um and so that's, and then they all have an emotional, an emotional moment. That's pretty much the plot. Um, I don't, I really don't want to go into like more details about the plot because it really is just like, yeah, there's not GI there's Joe no episode details. plot logic. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of shooting, a lot of not hitting people unless you're wingman. And then there's a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of killing. Mm-hmm. So I do I do really like the style of it and I I like the addition of the commercials and it's hilarious to me that Hasbro let them do this when like part of the message is this cartoon exists to get children to beg their parents for toys. Right. Like that is an explicit message of this episode. <laughs> they make fun of it by having the commercials. They make fun of it by um Jeff being like, quick, get in the Subma chapter now with a uh, dual rocket, blah, blah. Like he lists off the th- exactly like it would be in a toy commercial. Yeah, yeah. And there are moments um, of like each each toy sold separately, assembly required. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just like amazing. 
uh, and Wingman sold separately, I guess. It's it is it is very funny to have this weird liminal layer of here's the commercials that were basically just gonna make fun of the whole conceit of Hasbro mm-hmm. and Hasbro's mm-hmm. like yeah whatever we made our money <laughs> you have fun go and honestly to be fair it is it is very affectionate to GI Joe it is you know it's not being I mean it's taking it okay it's taking it down but not in a mean way if that makes sense yeah no I mean I I feel like. I feel like at the time, like if you're if you're Hasbro in the '80s, you don't you don't admit to the public that your TV show is yeah. exists to sell toys to children. I do think by the 2010s, <laughs> you were like um, kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Probably a lot of people working at Hasbro, you know, got raised watching gi joe and begging their right parents for gi joe toys like the summa chapter which also i just love saying summa chapter because it oh is absolutely absolutely ludicrous it's the fourth most ridiculous thing that i've said in this podcast episode uh notably because i thought uh matt sure. damon was in benjamin button and that that was where that gift was from <clears throat> so you know Anyways, so yeah, I I I feel like by by the time, you know, you've become an adult and you're working at Hasbro and you're like, yeah, no, the TV that I was raised on was definitely just to get me to beg my parents for things like the Subma Chopter now with right. rockets and and all of that. And so I feel like now you can be a little bit more tongue in cheek about it. Um yeah. I- and and so I I I do think that even though yeah, it's it's sort of being like, man, the TV we watched as kids really just existed to sell me toys but also like you know there's there's joy and nostalgia in those tv episodes i mean like i couldn't i couldn't name like any specific episode of teenage mutant ninja turtles but i can tell you that i watched teenage mutant ninja turtles basically every day that i was alive between the ages of like five and eight sure who didn't um and I have a lot of nostalgia for that. And I'm sure if I went back and watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'd be like, oh, wow, this is decidedly mediocre and exists to try to sell me the little Ninja Turtles uh, uh, party van, which mm-hmm. I always really wanted and never got. But that was like my that was my turtles grail is I wanted one of those things so bad, which is saying a lot because I had the Technodrome, dude. And that thing, that thing. Holy ruled. shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. I the the Technodrome was great, but also like on top of that I wanted the the like party van. The per- party wagon? Um yeah. the mutant attack van yeah. with a spring yeah. action foot tenderizer weapon and anti-foot blasters and wacko bombs. That uses sound a lot of things. Um, My friend, you can buy it for $40 on eBay. Oh dude, look at that thing. Look at that thing. $40. You can just buy it right now. They have four available. See, and that's the thing about being an adult is I can go look at boobies and then I can also buy a Ninja Turtles party van and it'd be fine. Yeah, dude, look at that thing. That thing rules. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Some of the boxes may have a little dings and dings, but you know, that's what you get from a box from the 90s. Um. but you can, you can, you, none have any missing or broken pieces, only outer box damage. 
It, so also, they say it's one twelfth scale. How do you know how big the party wagon is, my boy? <laughs> my dude, I need to know. Elite Gaming Services, please let me know how you know the scale of this. But yeah, so like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles existed to sell me things like the literally that. <laughs> literally that thing that i still think about to this day where i'm like oh man like i wanted that um and like i had a ton of <laughs> i had a ton of ninja turtles stuff and it was great and like those shows existed to sell me that stuff oh absolutely but like i still like i have a lot of nostalgia for that and like i said i couldn't i couldn't name like a specific episode of teenage mutant ninja turtles there are specific scenes that i remember that like I couldn't place into larger episodes, Mm -hmm. but there's nostalgia there. And like the thing about this GI Joe episode is that yes, it is being like, dude, I wanted that Subma chapter so much and I never got it. And the GI Joe existed to sell me that Subma chapter, but also I watched that every day and I am now making a TV show episode about it. Also, my name is Dan Harmon. Right. <laughs> I assume <laughs> he wants. Piece. I assume he always wanted the Subma chapter because he references it a lot. <laughs> I have to assume that the Subma chapter was Dan Harmon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles party wagon. Right. It's the white whale that you can't ever exactly. Have. Captain Ahab. Um, yeah, it's 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 all very like it's it's clearly lovingly, but also skeweringly. Like, yes, this is a ridiculous TV show to have watched uh, for all the reasons we've kind of laid out. Uh, the fact that no one ever died and no one ever like really had any danger, really. But mm-hmm. like these, that you're trying to defeat this terrorist organization, but not really doing anything about it. Uh huh. Um, but it's very funny. I do love that Dan Harmon inserted himself into it as sleep apnea, which is very <laughs> funny because that's the kind of shit that I would do if I had a television show. I, I would absolutely be making putting myself in it as mm-hmm. something ridiculous. It's very clearly well crafted, and I, I applaud them for that. It mm-hmm. is kind of weird that it is wrapped in this story about Jeff feeling super depressed about turning 40. Um, yeah. I do but, think that, you know, for, okay, this is going to get deep. Uh, I believe okay. that the the audience surrogate character is, has always been Abed because that's, I think, Dan Harmon is, is, that's the character that Dan Harmon is closest to, I think. Mm-hmm. And so building this whole thing about, like, I can't deal with these emotions unless I'm packing like four different layers in between is it seems to me something that Dan Harmon has built in multiple times into community. And I think is maybe a way that he copes as well. Again, don't know the man, whatever, but it certainly shows up a lot in the way he, he, he expresses himself through, through this. And granted, this was written by Dino Stamatopoulos, uh, Starburns. Um, but, I assume but, while wearing the Zardoz costume oh, the whole of time. Course. Continue. I, I don't think he wears anything else anymore. Um, but I think that that because that theme keeps coming up, I think Dan Harmon is, you know, it 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 certainly resonates with him at the very least. Um, and I think that you know, it it is odd to kind of have that coming back, especially for Jeff, who 
who was raised by television but doesn't have the same level of Abed. And Abed even pokes fun at it being like, hey, this is usually what I do. Remember when I did the thing with the everybody's like, yes, yes, we remember the Christmas. Right. There's a point where fourth wall is like, you're simply having a nervous breakdown uh, or you're, you're coming to terms with yourself through a nervous breakdown. It happens to the best of us. Like, yeah, Abed so, would be the one to say that. But, so. but I, yeah, and I, th- I, I just think that this this story structure, you know, we've talked about the circle, but I think this story idea of somebody having to deal with something really deep about them and escaping as hard as they can away from it is seems to say something about Dan Harmon, I think. Well, and I think it's also very interesting. If you'll allow me to get a little deep on this for a moment. Okay. You know, I think it's also, I think it's also very interesting that, um, the millennial generation and Gen X, like young, younger Gen X, sort of the first, um, sort of the first uh, uh, generation to be like brought up by television. Sure, right? Because like it, it existed. Like my, you know, TV was around when my dad was a kid. Uh, I don't know how much TV he watched. There were like three channels and yeah, it was all over the air and it was probably mostly news. You can't be raised by Mr. Ed. Then you, you hit this sort of generation where, you know, in the, you know, in the seventies and eighties, you start getting a lot more TV that like kids are, are, you know, kind of if 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 you happen to be like needing a surrogate dad, boom, there's a television. All right, you've you've got a dad now. His name right. is is Mr. Vision. Um and uh so oh, I, I thought I do you were think... making a joke about Marvel. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense for you. Your your te- his first name Tella. His first name is Tella. Uh-huh. Got it. Um or Telly. Uh-huh. Uh if if he's British. Um so you have And this... you know he is. You have this generation that is brought up by <laughs> television because Lord knows I was. And like, because, you know, I mean, and, and you know, if you want to get deep into Dan Harmon's head, I guess. But like, you know, I still to this day, there are times when I'm mid-sentence and I have to stop myself and I have to tell my ever patient wife what I'm saying and why it is a Simpsons reference, and that is why I'm saying it. <laughs> because Lisa needs braces. We all know this. I I am almost 40 myself. I've got okay. a few years to go. But right. there are still times when I literally have to stop and be like, okay, so look, the reason why I started singing Dr. Zayas. <laughs> is because it's a play on Amadeus. Sure. In an episode where Troy McClure mm-hmm. does a plant, he's a Planet of the Apes musical. Yep. And it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Because otherwise, she's going to be very confused. And that's just that's just part of my life, sure. right? Like, it is some of those things from television are so ingrained. Um, we've, we've talked about 
we've talked about the the episode uh, that it's not even an episode the commercial the burger king commercial where the guy wants to give himself a, a, a catchphrase and so he's like i'm spicy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and joel McHale happens to be in that commercial um <laughs> i i said in a high-pitched voice i'm spicy and my wife looked at me <laughs> like i was losing my damn mind which, and then I had to be which, like, in her defense, kind of. Yeah. And I had to be <laughs> like, okay, look, uh, it is a Burger King commercial from the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s, for a spicy chicken sandwich. Um, and now it's a thing. We, we say, we just shout, I'm spicy at each other a lot um, whenever Excellent. I'm like putting hot sauce on something or. Sure. But like, but like that's that's where my brain is, right? <laughs> and pulling this pulling this back to Jeff, mm-hmm. he we know that he was raised by television right. because television will never leave you. It will never show up drunk to your birthday or whatever his speech was. We know he was raised by television, but I do feel like there are people like Jeff who, when they get the phrase, they get a commercial in their head of a guy going, ah, I'm spicy. They just, they, they bury that down because like adults don't do that. Adults don't start singing Dr. Zayas from the episode of the Simpsons with the sure. planet of the apes musical. I can see where they're coming from, and but I disagree. Adults can do whatever the f*** they want because it's just a f***ing label we put on ourselves. Anyway, continue. Well, well yes, yes. First of all, I'm going to have to bleep half of what you said. Second, um, I'm sorry I for ag- creating more I, work for editor Ben. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But Jeff does not because that's this, this entire series he has been trying. He has to be cool. He has to be adult. He he cares more about his his uh, uh, faucet fixtures uh because it's a status symbol right i don't care i don't care about my my faucets i'm here to sing dr zayas and (laughs) like i will be singing again on my deathbed they'll they'll be like i'll be i'll be literally dying and then the uh, the the doctor will be there and they'll be like i'm i i think i think this is the end and i'll just be like can can i play the piano anymore and then he'll be like well of course you can i'll be like i couldn't before and And then then i'll die (laughs) that'll be my last words and i'll be quoting that until i'm dead and maybe even after that a little bit i'll i'll be coming back i'll be i'll 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 be a ghost (laughs) you'll say you'll say that and then you're you'll be like uh uh monorail and monorail <laughs> will be your actual final uh-huh. word because that's so, as you're dying. That's the the death death the death whale you'll be giving. So yes, Jeff is a character who was raised by TV, but has to act like he wasn't. Whereas I was raised by TV, and I am prepared to tell you how many Simpsons references I can make in a day, because uh, that would be a very interesting statistic, and I bet it's high. So, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so I, I do think, I do think that, that Jeff's nervous breakdown where he drinks a handle of scotch and takes mysterious pills, 
ending up being a weird G.I. Joe commercial is or a TV show complete with commercials is a great choice. It's a very, very whiplash, like tonal yeah, whiplash. Absolutely. Feeling. Because it's like weird and irreverent of like, good in the Subma chapter. And then it's like, oh yeah, no, Jeff almost died. Yeah. He is he is literally in the hospital because he almost died. And all of his friends were worried that he died. And all of his friends were worried that it was an intentional suicide. Like, that is dark. Community seldom gets darker than the thing I just said. Right. <laughs> and here it is in an episode where it's trying to sell me a submachopter, complete with rockets. And it's doing a good job at that. I want that submachopter. We need the submachopter. Shut up, fourth wall, and get into the new G.I. Joe submachopter with twin rocket launchers and rotating attack jets. It is very tonal whiplash, but I do think that it's appropriate, because if you are hitting 40 and you have repressed a lot of that sort of child exuberance, um... Uh, sure. childhood exuberance. Um, I do feel like it would be kind of natural that that is kind of where your brain goes because like, man, it may be great that you can see boobies and drink scotch, but also like it was kind of cool just like not having a bunch of work to do and hanging around and playing G.I. Joe with your friends and like shooting things down in a submachopter, but no one dies because no one ever dies. Because no one ever dies. So yeah, it's it's a fascinating, it's dark, but it's a very fascinating kind of look at yeah. at that sort of um, thing. And as as someone as someone who was kind of raised by television, sure, um, I really understand that. And I don't I don't know what Dan Harmon's personal childhood was like, but I have a feeling that on some some level he relates. I mean, if he yeah. if he relates to Abed so much, then like Abed was very clearly raised on TV and film. Oh, absolutely. So, although Abed would know who was in Benjamin Button, so he's got that on top. I will say, remember, this. remember, remember how when I was like, we're all two community characters, and I originally said I was Abed Britta, and then I was later I was like, no, I'm Britta primary, Abed secondary. Correct. You all just witnessed it in real time in this episode. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry for you yelling at 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 uh-huh. your podcast listening device. Please don't give us one stars. Please give us five stars because there is entertainment here, I think. Please give us the five stars because you laughed, uh, even if it was and at not, me being an idiot. And do, don't remember the one star for the the yelling. Remember the five star for the laughing. Um, I will say that, you know, I, I, I mean, at this point, I'm just going to start pointing out bits that I liked, I think. Because Hit me I think with your we've, best bits. We've, 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 we've kind of discussed Jeff's kind of nervous breakdown. I'm not exactly sure if there's more to talk about there, but we can, obviously. Um, there was a, uh, one of the misdirects in this episode is very funny to me. So Deep Dish, the Italian chef, mm-hmm. G.I. Joe character. Hey, who's deep in dish. prison? It's it ties your your stupid there card. There it is. Uh, you know what? I I those. It's been the most th- relevant one that's ever existed. Go ahead. <laughs> two relevant pod decks. Um, the, the, he's been like digging diligently, tr- uh, listening to nothing but Smash Mouth to to justify a poster. He's like, I can almost feel the outside, and then instantly the prison wall explodes, and he just stands there catatonic, being like, I've wasted my life. 
uh, is just very funny to me. Um, and also gonna gonna point out the Wilhelm scream because I love the Wilhelm scream. It's definitely in this episode. Um, I do like that Jeff says that he is Neo in the third act of the Matrix, and he's also Neo in the first act of the second Matrix. And then he says, I didn't get around to seeing the third one. And I always loved that line because up until the new one came out last year, uh, yeah. I had never seen the third one. We did mm-hmm. watch all three in preparation to watch the fourth one. And okay. I'm glad I did because the fourth one would not have made any damn sense. But yeah, um, I was honestly fine having not seen the third one. Uh, except that it sort of required viewing for the fourth one, which sure. I did enjoy. I would I would recommend. Uh, and I'm I'm calling them the third and fourth because they all start with like, resurrections reloaded rom com Radiohead. Mm. They all start with ours, and I can't remember. I would watch the Matrix rom com Radiohead. Uh huh. Uh, the Matrix. Uh, Benjamin Rutten. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix Rutro. <clears throat> um Rutten. So uh so Ro- I liked that Rother. line. Um, I like I liked that line a lot. Um Yeah, it's a good line. Um and also uh, and this is something that I hope you can do for me, my friend Ben, because remember mm-hmm. I bought you a plaque one time. And I if if you are thinking about returning the honor to me. You will have to wait for a while because I do want, when I turn 40, I do want an, it's an old boy mug. Okay. In the same okay. style. I can, uh, I can make that happen. It's very cute and I love it very much. Um, I will, um, call out the Colorado driver's license in this episode because oh, yeah. when he finds out his age, uh, he does find a Colorado driver's license, uh, or he, he finds a driver's license and he lives in Colorado, therefore making it a Colorado driver's license. That is not what they look like. Colorado <laughs> does not have a picture of the state capitol on the license. It obviously has mountains on it because we put mountains on everything. Sure. Uh, it does have a an eight zeros. Uh, it does have an eight o o o something. It's covered area code. Uh, or uh, zip code, so that is uh, potentially Colorado. Uh, it's 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 something something around, the, um, you know who who knows who knows what it is, but uh, it's in the eight thousands in any case, um, or the eighty thousands, mm-hmm. whatever. Benjamin Button. Um, this has been the Mile High Minute. Anyways, I did just want to point out that uh, Colorado would never put anything but mountains on their driver's license because um, obviously. Because obviously. What what else would we put on a driver's license? Um, I suppose I was a little premature in uh, well, uh, exiting from the middle mile high minute. Uh, I do also really like when they combine, they, uh, they say, yo, Jobra. Um, yeah, it's very funny. I like that a lot. Yo Jobra. Um So uh Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's all the bits. <laughs> I that's, think we that's found the them. bits. Um let's uh it does end with a tag where Britta tries to make fun of some kids for wasting spray paint on pointless graffiti when we live in a police state and their message should be uh you know 
more powerful. And then yeah. uh, uh, fourth wall, Abed shows up and he he gives the, the classic like... Um, uh, he basically he chastises uh, Buzzkill and is like, you have to give a short message. Graffiti is bad. Go play sports. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> so that was that's a that's a pretty funny too a pretty funny one too. So oh, I do also want to point out uh, sure. and what when when uh, Wingman is beating up a bunch of the the people in Greendale, it does it's very quick, but there is a fat dog for midterms poster uh, <laughs> hanging up, which is a, a very good callback. I appreciate that's, it. That's wonderful. I love that very much. I didn't catch that myself. Uh, I think that is all I have to say about the episode. Uh, so that means that it is time for Grades. So as I kind of mentioned, I'm not really the target audience for this specific episode because I was raised more by reruns of The Simpsons than I was on G.I. Joe. Um, but I, you can very much tell, you know, where even just like a passing understanding of what gi joe and that kind of like like you mentioned thundercats and stuff like that if you if you have a pretty passing you get a really good uh feel for this episode i think it's really well done production wise um the story is is all right um i love the like just all the different gags they want to do on gi joe um kind of like especially with the fact that they're like the whole point of this episode or at least the the gi joe portions is you know, wingman killing everybody. And then <laughs> basically mm-hmm. where you couldn't do that for GI Joe is, is a very funny gag to play. Um, I, I don't, I, I, th- I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard to give this a, this is one of the episodes I always talk about where, you know, it swings, it swings for the fences. It is oh, trying yeah. to get it, you know, and it, and it gets a lot right. Um, I just think that this one doesn't resonate with me personally, maybe because I don't have the same experience with G.I. Joe as some others do. Um, but I can definitely see the nostalgia kind of nervous breakdown thing. Um, so while I it doesn't necessarily hit me the same way it hits other people, I could still recognize it's it's a pretty phenomenal episode. Um, but for me, I think I'm going to have to give it an A minus. Um, it's okay. again, it's really good. I just don't have the grounding to make it an A plus, but you know, r- really, really strong effort. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so community does this thing sometimes when it has moments that should be more emotional or more heartfelt or more serious where they just kind of like drop that that heartfelt moment and then they're just like and we'll never talk about it again (laughs) and like you know some sometimes sometimes they do actually have like really you know heartfelt and and hard-hitting sort of emotional stuff but a lot of times they just kind of like and there's the emotion and dust their hands check that box and we're off this episode is like that because it's like we're having fun. We're doing the the G.I. Joe thing. And you get little snippets of like him freaking out every time Abed says Greendale. And, you know, there are times when when they refer to him as Jeff and he's like, wait, that's me. How? And you're Annie. And then he he goes back to like, I'm wingman, you know. So 
it, it's not it's not like it's just like a, a third act out of nowhere. Oh, just kidding. He was dying the whole time. But like they're just kind of like and, you know, he almost died, but we had fun doing G.I. Joe. And so it's that tonal whiplash is always kind of weird. Um, sure. I feel like if this if this show were made 10 years later, uh, which I think would put it actually in the future, if yeah, it was made five years later. <laughs> um, if it was made in two years from when we record this episode. There are, and I don't, I don't know how well it would have landed with the community audience specifically. Sure. But in a world where you have stuff like BoJack, and I'm certainly not saying make community as dark as BoJack, but um, in, in a world where you have that sort of uh, television where you can be like, this is a this is a funny show where we're all just laughing about good times. Oh, by the way, here's a very serious gut wrenching episode uh, that like really is going to punch you uh, sure. in the face. And um, because like uh, I know I talk about you're the worst a lot because it's one of my favorite shows. But um, in so it's you know it's a it's a comedy and you know it's weird and raunchy and whatever and sure you know there's there are some there are some real moments about mental health in that but one of the things that always uh and i guess i guess kind of spoilers for season three of you're the worst but there is an episode um that is literally just going through a day with the character edgar who has ptsd from serving in afghanistan and so it goes from like this ha 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 everyone is you know everyone is is uh telling raunchy jokes and ha ha sex jokes dick jokes ha to this just episode where it's like there is not a funny moment in the episode it is like i mean there's a little tag that's okay but like the whole episode (laughs) is just like him losing his his composure he's he's having a breakdown it is depressing the episode is called 22 because that's how many veterans kill themselves every day um and i'm not saying community go that dark (laughs) but (laughs) but wow in in a world where you can do that with television so that's only a handful of years after this episode right I think that you can take this sort of emotional breakdown, this sort of feeling of hitting 40 and feeling like your life is over because of it, the the desperation of taking random Koreatown de-aging pills, like, it... You could do a lot with it that I don't know that you could do on an NBC sitcom in, you know, 2015. Um, And so um, 2014, whenever this aired. Right. Um, And so I would honestly like to see more like not not full on episode called 22 of you're the worst because sure. i don't think any community 
folks are going to like that episode of Community. No. But you would, but not anybody else. I, I would be all over that. Um, <laughs> because I'm a broken man. Sure. Um, so, but I, I do. I do think there is some real tonal whiplash of like, we're having this fun Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, by the way, also Jeff almost died. We'll hug it out. All right. Same time next week. Like, sure. It, it is, it is a little bit weird for me and I am, I am curious and I don't know if it's a thing community fans would like, I don't know if it's a thing Dan Harmon would be interested in doing. Although Rick and Morty goes some, some dark places now these days. So maybe, maybe he would, but like, an episode where it's you you cut out of the the GI Joe stuff about three minutes earlier, you get a little bit heavier at the end. Sure, um, that is my sweet spot, right? And because of that tonal that tonal whiplash of just like whatever, we hug it out at the it's here's it's really dark, but we hug it out at the end. All right, bye next time. I. Enjoy, I always enjoy watching the episode, but then I leave the end of the episode and I'm just like, eh, like it sort Fair. of sucks the wind out of it. And so I love the style and I love the homage and I love the kind of getting Hasbro's permission to throw shade at the fact that they just made a TV <laughs> show to sell us toys in the 80s. It's all it's all done so well. But the ending just kind of tumbles out. It just sucks the energy out. Sure. So I'm I'm gonna give it a B plus, and it's not it's not because I don't like it. I think it's a very well done episode. I just always fe- leave the end of the episode feeling a little, uh, I don't know, gross. Which is it's a weird thing to say because like what I'm saying is I want more of the right. middle age depression. Thank you. And that'll make me feel better <laughs> because again, I'm a broken individual right. um, who, you know, one of my favorite TV shows is you're the worst. And another one is Bojack Horseman because I'm doing swell. Yeah. I, I do think uh, uh, not to, I mean, I mean not to do a counterpoint, but I do think that having the kind of ending be kind of like brushed past that is almost continuing the homage to G.I. Joe era stuff of like, okay, something bad happened, but it's fine. And we're just having fun together again. Um, by so the submit chapter. By the submit chapter. Um, so it's, it's hard to, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it, it certainly when we cross back into the real world, it's, it's hard to really know if, but, I mean, except for the moment where legitimately Hickey is like, I got to go see a, co- a former cop that has been in here since 89. And Jeff's like, since 1889, everybody laughs, including Hickey, which feels out of character for him to be get, made that joke. And it's like, ah, you. Um, but I think that's in the service of the kind of like 80s pastiche, almost to the point of in, on a very special episode of Community, which straight up could have been part of this um mm-hmm. the advertising for this episode uh i don't remember because i you know i'm not going to watch the ads to this the show as well but like you could definitely frame it as that um and then have people be very confused of like this is gi joe what is happening um but like it, you can kind of kind of see it being a very special episode but i i i see what you're saying i think it is it is it is interesting and if it if it is continuing the homage, I feel like it's not signposted as well once you leave the 
cartoon, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, but we want to know what you think about this episode. G.I. Joe, Pizza Taxonomy. Uh, Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button and whether or not Matt Damon was in it. Um, <laughs> because some of us feel otherwise. Um <laughs> How much did you yell at your podcast uh-huh. listening device for the first 20 damn minutes of this episode? Um, we would you listen to me doing a podcast about you're the worst because I can't stop talking about it. Clearly. Um, was the regional food, was that in the episode or was that in the pre-show? Would you like us to do anymore. a podcast about regional food? St- season one, pizza. Um, we we promise we won't Benjamin button the pizza. God damn it. Okay, uh, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> Let us know all these things and more. You can tweet at us at, at goodgreendale on failingwebsitetwitter.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com. Com, which is not a failing website because I run it. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama, whose failure status is to be determined. <laughs> but if you're on there, or even if you're not, thank you for coming to the end of these nonsense, like this more more than usual, just nonsense. Um, but we, we love you very much. Thank you for listening and, uh, hope you had a good day other than the yelling at Ben specifically. <sighs> okay. Let's, let's wrap this thing up. Um, <laughs> we'll be back next week when we talk about community season five, episode 12, where ideally we don't talk about Benjamin, Benjamin Button or saving private Ryan or, or even Matt alter- Damon at all. Or, or alternatively, you reveal you've watched them both in the time between the two episodes. And we talk about them at length. Until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And Go knowing is Benjamin half Button. the battle. <laughs>